Welcome to the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. We discuss five questions in about 10 minutes, and I am very grateful to have Daryl Evans with us today. He is a co-founder of Yokel Local Marketing out of Las Vegas, Nevada. Daryl, thank you so much for being on the show today. What would you like the people to know about you and Yokel Local Marketing? Well, thanks, Sean, for having me. appreciate it. Uh, Daryl Evans, born and raised here in Las Vegas, Nevada, started my entrepreneurial journey at 30, or sorry, at the age of 20. So I've been around for about 30 years in this business. And uh, I just think that what I would want them to know is uh, the journey is a, is the, the, the success is found in the journey. We hear it cliche, but uh, it's been a fun ride. I learned a lot of uh, things along the way. And we're working on Yoko Local. What we work on at Yoko Local is really helping companies drive revenue. And so uh, we help people get unstuck with uh, this digital landscape. And uh, we've had a good run for about 11 years. And we're digging in for the ever-changing environment that we cont- consistently live in. Well, and, and congratulations on surviving the, the surviving the pandemic through all of that, too. So that's we interesting did. We uh, did. challenges we all had to deal with. So very good. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's jump right to our questions then. Our first question Share with the audience an experience that you've had of collaboration within a team. Lots of collaboration in the last 30 years, as you can imagine. I'm going to go back to one that I'm kind of really proud about. And it, uh, 2017, it's May, and we decided to have a live event, a seminar. Actually, when you sit in chairs and invite people to a building, like this is all kind of foreign in COVID land because everything's virtual. And we put this event together in about 53 days, uh, ended up with 80 people in the room and had an absolutely amazing time. Our team really just rallied together uh, from our operations manager to all of our our marketing team leadership to build the, the, the decks and the training and we'd already had the idea for, for several years, but that was probably one of the, the funnest uh, opportunities of collaboration. And then we went on to do an eight week coaching program on the back of that. And so that is one of my, my recollections of a, of a really great collaboration that just, I want to say it went off without a hitch. It probably did not but it, it just went well in a short window of time. I was going to say 53 days. That's remarkable. Yeah, That is really impressive. <laughs> well, that yeah, that, that blows me away that you pulled that off. But obviously, kudos to you and the team for pulling something like that off in such a short period of time. Question number two, I hear from other leaders that it can be a challenge to measure engagement within a team. What are your thoughts? Sean, that's an interesting question for these times because we're now a virtual company. We were uh, we had an office in, in our city here in Las Vegas. We've had, actually started at one office. We're there for seven years. We transitioned to a bigger office. Uh, you know, about a, about two years before the pandemic. And so we were a, a company that were physically in an office, even though we had virtual capabilities as a digital company. Since the pandemic now, we are virtual and we actually have team abroad outside of the United States now. So a new, a new uh, conversation for me as an entrepreneur. So today it is difficult uh, to really under, understand the tone of engagement throughout your team. But obviously through technology, we can see the interactions. But I think the one insight that has been important. And this started before the pandemic. It's actually uh, just continued. And that is, I think as a leader, you have to find check-in points with your team and really open up a doorway uh, for dialogue outside of the realm of a project or a task so that your employees, you really can talk with them and figure out how they're feeling, especially today in a virtual world. So a lot of leaders say they have an open door policy where the door is open. They can come in and see the leader whenever they want. 
but you and I both know it's no different than if you walk in someone's house and they have a, a tray of cookies on the counter, you just don't go up and invite yourself on the cookies, but if they bring you the cookie, you take the cookie. So in my world, I believe that leaders should invite and schedule that time. So the first Monday of the month uh, in my world, I meet with my core leadership team, my core team, and it's all blocked out for that day. Nothing else happens that day except meetings with my business partner, my executive assistant, and the rest of our uh, core team. And I'm there not to talk about products, not to talk about client work, not to talk about results. We're there to talk about them, their goals, their dreams, their work inside the company. They get a chance to say what they think could be changed in the company. I ask them where they're frustrated. I ask them, I believe that if, if they're not excited about coming to work, they'll be looking for somewhere else to work. And so I'd rather fix that and give them a, a platform in order to share that. So I think depending on the size of your organization, there's some level of that that can exist. And that's how you can stay in tune with an engagement with your team. I really like that approach because you're taking a very human approach to it and really connecting with those people that work with you and having an opportunity to connect with them and share any ideas that you have to help them grow. And I, I just, I think that's fantastic. And I'm sure you're a great person to work for. So I Well, like it's interesting, that. just one small thing on that. I know we're short on time, but three comments that came out of about this time last year, about October, November of 2020, three comments came up in those, in that Monday one-on-one, -on -one, whether it was November or the December one. And it literally led us to, to make some real succ um, succinct policy changes this year uh, in terms of some standard operating procedures, because three of them out of the 10, three of them said the same thing in so many words. Wow. So if I'm a leader and I'm paying attention, I yeah. can't ignore that 30% of my team had the same feeling about this thing. So that's another reason why you should have these types of meetings so that you can get real world feedback because you don't always know what's going on as a leader and what their real pain is. Great comment. And you're absolutely right. We have to listen and listen with the right intent. And that is an awesome comment. Question number three, Daryl, based on your experience, what is one quality of a confident leader? The ability to paint a clear picture of where in the heck we're going, right? Paint a picture. I don't, I, I like the word vision. I love it. Um, but can you paint a picture such that people that have different dynamic learning styles, some people are visionaries, some people are vision oriented, some people are, are auditory, some people are kinesthetic, other people have different personality types, whether it's DISC or Myers-Briggs or Colby, everyone learns and processes differently. The constant work of a leader, and I still have to work on this every day, is communicating a clear picture of where we're going, why we're going there, and really the role that that individual on the team plays in helping us get, get there. And I think if you can communicate well, you instill confidence, um, whether that's in a point of friction or a point of, uh, of pivot in a company, which is when sometimes confidence can fall. Um, but I think it's even at the beginning when you've got people believing in something they can't actually see, like, you know, when you believe in something that's not happened yet, you really got to be clear in order to not just someone who motivates, but someone who can get someone to say, I believe in this process and I can see where I fit on the journey. Great comments. Yeah, that, you said it very, very well. Question number four, is there someone you'd like to recognize that has made an impact in your life? Oh my gosh, <laughs> Sean, <laughs> you know, we talk offline. Uh, there's so many. Right. Um, I, geez. So <laughs> let me, let me give it to Kevin. Uh, Kevin was one of my first business coaches in 2005, six, seven. I think we worked together for about three years and he helped me through some exercises. And it's funny because a good coach asks great questions 
and allows you to, and gives, clears pathways for you to do and explore the best of who you want to be. He didn't do anything other than ask me some questions and then provide me the tools and mechanisms to create the pathways that I wanted to do for my future. But we did some work for three years. I created a life plan and it was a 25 year plan. And the thing that he did was he forced me to leave the office, shut down technology and spend a day with myself. And in that day, it was really deep work. And so I, I, I go back to Kevin. We still talk a couple times a year, even though it's been all these years and I'm way past that industry. Uh, it was so instrumental uh, and it helped me even pivot in 2008, nine, when the real estate market collapsed and I closed down the mortgage company and took a leap into the world of digital marketing as an agency owner and consultant. And it was just really pivotal work. And it's so funny because I was asked this the other day. They said, how, someone asked me, how often do you look back at that plan that you wrote back in 2006 or five, whatever year it was? And I actually go back to it every one to two years in its original form. And what's mm -hmm. really interesting is not much has changed other than the mechanism I was using to reach the plan, right? Jim Rohn always say, it says, if you're not where you want to be, don't change the goal, change the plan. And so I changed the, the mechanism I was using, which is the industry, but the plan is still very much intact. Really good advice. And I really like that this is somebody that made an impact 20 years ago and uh, 15, 20 years ago, and it still resonates with you. So thank you for recognizing that. That's great. All right. Our last question. Tell us a little bit about your first job. Sean, I'm going to cheat a little bit. The first job was a part-time little gig at a, at a grocery store called Lucky's, which is now Albertsons here in Las Vegas. But I'm going to tell you about the real first job. The first job that made an impact in my life was Taco Bell. It was the, really the second job. And I got a job as a fry cook. And uh, I get a phone call from a friend of family friend uh, named Marcel. I go down and get this little fry cook job. And uh, funny enough, Sean, a few years later, I was the general manager of a Taco Bell restaurant. And um, what did I learn in that first job? I, I learned how to show up and just work and give hundred percent of my energy and effort in whatever job I was called to do. And it's a, a belief in leadership that I believe in is called prosper where you're planted. And it does it, you know, everybody wants to reach the pinnacle of success, but you've got to be excellent at the little things before you get right to whom much is given much is required, but you have to do well with, you know, uh, what you've been given. And so at that day, in, in those days, I was this fry cook unassuming, but I just did it really well. And then I just progressed through the process. And uh, it was an early stint in leadership for me to, to become a general manager at 20. And it's impacted me in so many ways uh, along the entrepreneurial journey. So I love that. Here's what's funny, Daryl. Every Monday, I take my daughters out to lunch. And today we went to Taco Bell. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I don't know what the odds of that are, but we just hit it. So. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? Daryl, this has been wonderful. I've really appreciated you taking time to be on the podcast today. How can people find you? Sean, the best way for people to find me is uh, follow the podcast, right? The MindShift Podcast is my show, and Sean would love to have you on the show. Uh, you can find us at themindshiftpodcast.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. And uh, if you happen to want to connect with me, uh, DarylEvans.net. Fantastic. This is Sean Richards with the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. For more ideas, go to teamengagementpodcast.com. And we'd also love for you to subscribe to either the YouTube channel or to the podcast itself, the audio version, whatever you enjoy the most. Thanks so much for joining us today and have a great day.